Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour 2. Greetings and welcome. I am your host, Eric Erickson. Across the nation, from right here in Atlanta, Georgia, the phone number, if you want to be on the program, 877-973-7425. You know and I know, for the last number of years, several years, Going back to the Trump administration, the FBI and the media have been wringing their hands about white supremacy terrorists, all all the the right-wing rage out there, all the supposed militia groups and the like. And there are some. We, We shouldn't deny there are some. You can claim that that group in Michigan that wanted to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer was set up by the FBI, but a jury found some of those guys guilty. There's a whole lot of white people walking into the U.S. Capitol trying to smash doors to get in. It it is true. There's no reason to be defensive about it or deny it. It's true. But there is a lot of right-wing violence and groups that threaten violence that get covered by the media And there are corresponding groups on the left, and the media ignores them to build a narrative. When actually in the 70s and early 80s, left-wing terror groups in this country were dominant, and in fact in the early 2000s, the FBI said it was uh, primarily left-wing terrorism that was a threat in this country uh, for domestically outside of the al-Qaeda's of the world. And they're still out there. The media for years has pretended Antifa is not a thing. I mean, they really go out of their way to pretend it is not a thing. Remember Chris Cuomo on CNN, who is like, oh, what is this Antifa? There is no such thing as Antifa. I mean, they march in the streets with black hoods on their face, holding signs, calling themselves Antifa. And the doofus is like, I don't know what Antifa is. I think it's just some made up term by the right. The supposed anti-fascists are themselves fascists. And here where I am, not far from where I'm broadcasting from right now, a terror group is pledging a night of rage. And they are a terrorist group. And I have to tell you, I'm kind of tired of the Atlanta media treating these people as run-of-the-mill protesters. I think that is an editorial slant that downplays exactly who they are and what they want. There is a forested area near, uh, it's owned by the city of Atlanta. It is a plot of land that has been designated for building a police training facility. People from across the country tied to anti-police Antifa groups have showed up and started camping out on the property to try to prevent it, the land from being cleared. They've designated it a park. They've tried to brand it as something innocuous. And I think the media is playing into what these people are trying to do and editorializing to an extent that it downplays just how bad these people are. They have shot a police officer. And the shooter was killed. Now they're pledging a day of rage. And and there's a political tie here. This is from Fox News. The Marguerite Casey Foundation 
a left-wing grant-making group that counts Stacey Abrams as a board member, financially backed several more anti-police groups and campaigns in 2021, tax forms reviewed by Fox News Digital shows. Abrams' campaign attempted to put her at arm's length from the foundation during her second failed attempt at becoming Georgia's governor by telling Fox News Digital that she does not share their views when questioned on its vocal calls to defund and abolish law enforcement. Abrams, however, has backed an initiative shortly after joining its board in May 2021 to increase funding to such organizations. The foundation's new tax documents— contains its financial support during the launch of the anti-cop initiative and include Abrams' first seven months on the board. Throughout 2021, the Marguerite Casey Foundation doled out six figures to groups such as the Black Organizing Project, which received $100,000 from the foundation for general operation support. The Black Organizing Project is part of the Anti-Police Terror Project a coalition of far-left groups seeking to defund the Oakland Police Department and build a replicable and sustainable model to eradicate police terror in communities of color. For the past five years, APTP's Defund OPD Committee, they like letters here, to translate into normal person speech. The Anti-Police Terror Project's Defund the Oakland Police Department Committee has been leading the call to defund the police and invest in our communities. Our work has grown into the Defund Police Coalition with 13 BIPOC. BIPOC. That would be um, what whatever whatever indigenous people of color, um, black, indi- I, I, I forget. What is – now I got to Google it. Oh, because it's such a stupid term anyway. Yes, black, indigenous, and people of color. They've partnered with 13 BIPOC-led grassroots organizations dedicated to refunding, restoring, and reimagining Oakland. They want to abolish police completely. Well, they are tied to the terror group in Atlanta. In fact, they're retweeting them. Police killed a forest defender today. A forest defender. Oh, good Lord. God, they, see, see how the media embraces by calling them protesters? They're, they're giving them like a high money. They call themselves forest defenders. Police killed a forest defender today. Someone who loved the forest. Someone who fought to protect the earth and its inhabitants. They killed Jesus. What? Gandalf. They've killed Gandalf. This is why we organized to stop Cop City, and we will, in honor of their life. Not his life, their life, and the lives of everyone killed and imprisoned by the police. That that last part should give you a sense of where this was headed. We organized to stop Cop City, and we will in honor of their life and the lives of everyone killed and imprisoned by the police, including the murderers. Well, let me just read you what, what they're now doing. The same scenes from the Atlanta Forest Twitter account, a call for retaliation. Consider this a call for reciprocal violence to be done to the police and their allies. On Friday, 
January 20th, wherever you are, you are invited to participate in a night of rage in order to honor the memory of our fallen comrade, comrade commies, defend the Atlanta forest night of rage, February, Friday, January 20th, make them pay. See that they're threatened that they they want to kill police and people who are friendly to the freeze. You got a you got one of those uh, black stickers with the blue line on the back of your car. Get ready, they want you. Can I just ask you a question? Why are we putting up with this? Why are we putting up with these people? Why not send the national guard onto this plot of land, round them all up, and throw every last one of them in jail for trespassing? Why are we allowing them to do this? They are threatening to murder police tomorrow in Atlanta. They tried to kill a police officer in Atlanta yesterday. They tried to kill a police officer. They shot him. And the other police returned fire and killed the shooter. And because they killed the shooter, the shooter's friends now want everybody to go kill police in Atlanta tomorrow. Meanwhile, Atlanta's homicides are up the third straight year, even as other crimes are decreasing. We got a new mayor. It's time to stop the BS. Several people were arrested Wednesday at the site of Atlanta's new public safety training facility. The Georgia Bureau of Investigation has not confirmed the identities of those arrested at the site, but DeKalb County jail logs show the agency arrested six people Wednesday and charged them with domestic terrorism. A seventh person was arrested on the same charge Thursday morning. Jeffrey Parsons, Spencer Bernard Liberto, Matthew McCarr, Sarah Wazaliski, and Christopher Reynolds were also charged with aggravated assault on a public safety officer. Teresa Yushan faces an additional charge of criminal trespass. Timothy Murphy was charged with domestic terrorism. Jail logs listed all of them except two as being from out of the state of Georgia. You got that? These aren't even people from Georgia. More details about their alleged actions were not immediately available. It was also unclear if those accused of aggravated assault were alleged to have been present for the exchange of gunfire that killed an activist. It's not an activist, Atlanta Journal-Constitution. It's a cop-killing terrorist or a would-be cop-killing terrorist. Authorities have not released the identity of the activist. The Atlanta Community Press Collective, an activist-linked online publication, did release a name on social media describing the deceased as a beloved member of the community and someone who was kind and fierce. The AJC is not publishing the name because it has not yet been independently confirmed. The protesters accused of shooting without warning at troopers attempting to clear activists out of the woods near the planned training center in southwest DeKalb. Officials say they came across the protester in a tent and gave verbal commands that were ignored. A trooper was shot in the abdomen and was in stable condition in intensive care. Multiple law enforcement officers returned fire and killed the activist. Good. The state patrol, by the way, says it can't identify the wounded trooper because it would compromise security against criminal or terrorist acts due to retaliation. They'd come after his family. By the way, I know someone 
whose good friend is tied to building this program. And this man who is who is a supervisor for the project, not a police officer, just with the contractor tied to building the project, he and his family have been harassed. Other employees at this contractor have been harassed. The, the companies have to pay for security for these people. How is this happening in the United States of America, people? How is this happening in the United States of America? The president of the United States goes on television, wags his finger at the camera, complaining about right-wing terrorists. We have another cop shot in Atlanta, Georgia, by a group of Antifa terrorists funded by left-wing causes, and the media isn't doing jack. They're still calling these people protesters and activists when they're terrorists. How have we gotten as a nation to a point where we cannot build a facility to train police officers because terrorists are gunning down the police and the freaking media is calling them activists and protesters because they're kind and fierce and want a night of rage encouraging people to gun down police? Have we just accepted that we're a third world nation now? They should send the National Guard in. Cut down all the trees. Drag all the people out. If they want to be martyrs, let them be martyrs. It's time to build the police training facility. We should not negotiate with terrorists. And that's what these people are. And they have been coddled for too long. They're not even from the state of Georgia. All but two of them were from out of state. They are funded by left-wing groups that want to defund police departments around the country. And now we're going to allow them to shoot police. And when the shooter gets killed, say, we're going to have a night of rage and do violence across Atlanta. Mr. Mayor. What are you going to do to keep your residents safe from these out-of-town terrorists? What are you going to do to keep your police officers safe from these out-of-town terrorists, Mr. Mayor? You members of the Georgia legislature, you're in the legislature right now. You're convened under the Gold Dome. What are you going to do to have the back the blue? What are you going to do to have the backs of the law enforcement? What are you going to do to protect these people from a group of terrorists who are pledging a night of rage? Are you going to get out of Dodge early on Friday, go home so you could avoid it? It shouldn't just be Brian Kemp and Chris Carr, the governor and attorney general, taking this stuff seriously. Everyone should. It's time to deal with this situation and stop just letting them camp there. It's time to go in there, cut down every last one of those trees, cut them all down, clear the land, get it done, move this forward, show them we will not negotiate with a group of terrorists. We should refuse to accept decline. And that's what they want us to do, decline. Weather outside might be frightful, but in your bed, you've got super soft bowl and branch sheets to sleep under. They'll keep you comfortable. They're just the perfect weight. Summer, winter, fall, spring, the perfect weight, and they get softer every wash. And right now, with the weather so cold outside, you want to just be snuggled up inside. They're the perfect sheets under which you and your loved one can snuggle. And right now, you can get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC at BowlingBranch.com. That's BowlingBranch, B-O-L-L. 
B-U-L-L-A-N-D-Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Bullet Branch sheets are the perfect 100% organic cotton threads that get softer every wash. Not only do they get softer every wash, but they, the drape across your body is just perfect. I really enjoy mine. We've got them now on multiple beds in the house. We've just kept buying them because they're so soft. And every wash, they get softer. And right now, get 15% off your first set of sheets when you use promo code ERIC, E-R-I-C-K, at BolandBranch.com. That's BolandBranch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code ERIC. I genuinely am always amazed at the media's ability to editorialize by calling bad people things like protesters and activists when they're out there trying to shoot police officers. Oh, well, it's just a protester. It's just an activist. They're terrorists. They're Antifa terrorists. They want to defund the police. They want to punish police. They want to kill police. Uh, I am told reliably that uh, they did go cut a tree down yesterday. The police did. Uh, the activists wouldn't get out of the tree, so they cut the tree down with the activists in the tree. More like that, please. More like that. I, I'm also told that, um, well, there were uh, a few shots fired in their direction and about 60 shots fired pretty accurately is back in the right direction of the shooter. So, yeah, um, I wonder if that person's parents are proud. Good grief. Okay, we got other stuff to talk about. We 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 do. I got I've been dying to talk to you guys about the story for the last couple of days. Um and it it's relevant still Ron DeSantis and Glenn Youngkin both battling to keep China from buying up property in their states. We'll discuss it. And I'm always happy to take your phone calls, particularly about this Atlanta thugs 877-973-7425. Hi there. Welcome back. It is Eric Erickson across the nation. The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you'd like to be on the program, I was going to move on, but I can't because there's more to say that I didn't realize there was until I got into break and I got some text messages from some friends in the metro Atlanta area and they're all telling me the same thing. So let me set the stage for you. Let me just back up. If you're just tuning in, yesterday in Atlanta, a police officer was shot by uh, an anti-police activist. The police returned fire. Uh, I'm told by someone who, with with knowledge that it, it based on what he's been told, probably the the shooter got shot about 60 times. There were a lot of police there. Now, why were there a lot of police there? Well, there's a it's a piece of property that's being developed for a police training center. Uh, Antifa activists from out of the state have come in and taken over that lot of land, set up tents, set up uh, hammocks in the trees to dare the police to try to clear the lot. But there's more to it. And you all need to know about this. And I, I a friend of mine who is a Fox News executive is listening uh, on our live stream. And I know because he texted me. He's listening to this, and he had no idea um, that this was a story. So now he's intrigued. And I need to tell you what I'm hearing from friends of mine. They tell me that a contractor has the contract to build this property. 
And it's not just the contractor who has had to have security because of the damage to their equipment. But this terror group has identified the key workers who will work on the project. And they and their spouses and their children are being harassed. They're harassing whole families of people involved to try to get them to quit. They're targeting private citizens for doxing and harassment. Not only that, I am told that even the churches where these people go are being harassed. In fact, I know directly from uh, an individual who goes to church with one of the supervisors of this project that his entire church has had to arm up. The church itself has gotten threats from these people trying to get people to shun. This is, it's not just bullying, it's terrorism. They're trying to get people to not build a project through fear. They are trying to get people to walk away from a good project, a police training center to better train police. They're trying to get them to kill the project through terrorism. Now, I got to ask a question. This is happening. Multiple people have been threatened. And by the way, this is not the first round of arrests. There have been others as well. I'm getting an email right now. The judge is setting bonds so low that they're out in hours and right back to the location. Where is the media? Where is the press? You're calling these people activists and protesters? They're threatening churches because people on the project go to the church. They're threatening wives because of their husband's job. They're threatening children. They're following families. This is a little more coordinated than just your standard activist or protester. There's legitimate harassment. They're shooting police officers. They're calling for a night of rage, encouraging people to go kill police officers tomorrow night in Atlanta and to do violence to people perceived to be allies of the police. Why are you ignoring this story? Why am I the only one talking about it? The only reason it's in the press today is because a police officer got shot yesterday and the police returned fire. And you're hard pressed to find any story in the local or national media that this group is encouraging people to go kill police tomorrow night in Atlanta. A night of rage and violence, they're calling it. Violence against the police and their allies. How is this not a national news story? How is this not being covered aggressively and negatively towards the terrorists? Because you know damn well if it was a white supremacist group, CNN, ABC, CBS, NBC, the local media, the national media, they'd all be over it. They'd all be talking, look at what Trump has provoked. Look at the rage of the right. 
Where is the outrage? By the media. Because the story's not about you. You also know you'd be covering it if Antifa was targeting you. You'd all be in it together. If it was a white supremacist group, if it was a a Proud Boys group, you'd all be covering the story nonstop. But it's an anti-police group of -of out-of-towners. They're not even from Atlanta. And you haven't covered the harassment of the people who work on the project. You haven't covered the harassment of their families or their churches or their occupancy or the fact that they're from not around here. But more than that, where's the FBI? Too busy investigating Trump supporters and people who wandered into the Capitol? Not enough resources to investigate these terrorists? Where's the president of the United States who wrings his hand about right-wing violence? You have actual legitimate families who are being targeted for harassment and threats by these people. And now I want to talk to those of you who are going through this. I know some of you are listening. Don't back down. If you back down, the terrorists do really actually win. And they will be emboldened to do more. I know it's hard. My family's been threatened. We had people show up at our house to threaten us. We had to have security at our house for months on end. You know, I didn't know until recently how traumatized my kids actually were. My daughter finally, she's 17 now. It was six years ago. My daughter made breakfast for the security guard and she walked it down to him. She wanted to surprise him and thank him for keeping us safe and he was sound asleep in the car. And she was so scared she cried all the way back up the driveway with the food. Thinking what if a bad person came back and that guy was asleep in the car. My kids were harassed in public. They were bullied at school. I know it's hard. Your churches are being intimidated. Your families are being targeted. I have a friend who his family was targeted for harassment. They got pictures of their children at school in the mail. Someone had stood near the school and taken pictures of the kids and mailed it to them to harass them. I know it's hard, but you got to stand up and fight. And the way you stand up and fight is you do your job. That's the easy part. You don't have to throw a punch. You don't have to fire a gun. You do your job. Go build the police training facility. Mayor of Atlanta, don't back down. Build the police training facility. You'll be better off. 
Don't back down to Antifa. These are out-of-towners. They're not your voters. They're not your constituents. They're out-of-towner troublemakers. Rally to the police. You want to undo the damage of the Keisha Lance Bottom era where the police felt like they were uh, thrown under the bus, the police were made to be the bad guys. You have the backs of the police. To those of you in the press, you should cover these stories of harassment, of what's going on from these out-of-town thugs. Now, my suspicion, if I'm really honest with you, my suspicion is not a whole lot's going to happen tomorrow night. Their night of violence will be impotent rage. They'll be too stoned to do anything. But I do think you can't just be dismissing these as a bunch of hippie stoners from out of town because they're targeting churches. They're targeting families. These, these businesses, they're having to hire security for their employees. This is not an easy time for these people. I think you got to remember that as well, but you can't back down. You cannot back down to these people or they win, and you can't let them win because if they win, they will be emboldened for more violence, more harassment. You've got to stand up to these people, and I'm just – I'm appalled as a member of the media. I am ashamed by the media's failure to give this story its national coverage that it deserves everywhere in this nation for what is happening because it was Portland, Oregon, and now it's Atlanta, Georgia, and it's coming to a city near you. If these people are successful, where is the FBI? Where is – I mean, what Christopher Ray's from Atlanta. He, he should be – engaged in a story like this. Joe Biden should be engaged in a story like this. The president of the United States should not like the idea that a terror group is harassing people, trying to get them to not build a police training facility in Atlanta. Where are our members of Congress? Where are our senators? Where is Raphael Warnock? Where is John Ossoff? The only people who have been public on this and have taken a stand and have tried to get it visibility is Chris Carr, the attorney general of Georgia, and Brian Kemp, the governor of Georgia. It shouldn't just be them. But those of you who are harassed, who are being bullied, who are being worn out by these terrorists, keep at it. Keep going. Don't let them win. Let me go take Jeremiah's phone call real quick. Jeremiah, you're going to be up next. Welcome. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? I'm well. Um, I just wanted to come on and discuss something with you as far as, you know, what they've done, not only just in that forest, but these protesters have actually gone to another location where there is a youth center and it was in Atlanta. It wasn't that long ago. I think it was just a few months ago where they actually threw bombs inside this youth center to protest the building of this police training facility. And, you know, these people are all about, you know, defunding the police, but the police actually did something good for the community by building this youth center to, you know, help the inner city youth get them in after school programs and things like that. But here these people are trying to blow this place up. Now, I actually do a service for this location. I'd rather not say what on the air, but I do a service for this location. And I went there one day to perform this service, and there was one gentleman there. Everyone else was gone. And he proceeded to tell me that the reason the back offices were boarded up is because of these bombs that were set by these people and told me that they had threatened to come back at any given time. So I haven't been to this location in months because I don't want to be caught in the middle of that. Good grief. It's not just me, but look, they, I don't know what time of day they did this, but again, this was a youth center. Mm-hmm. There's kids there. I've been there when there's kids there and seen them. They're ranging from, you know, middle school to high school age. 
And these people just don't seem to care. So where was the care for the kids when they did that? Yeah, I mean, they, they don't care. They don't go. Yep. Here, here's the story. Listen, I, I'm 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 pulling up the story so people don't think that you are making this up. A center for at-risk youth was firebombed late last week. Investigators are searching for the people. Jeremiah, thanks for the phone call here. Uh, Tuesday, signs on the front doors at the West Side at Promise Center read closed until further notice. Investigators say two people who they believe were female broke a window, tossed four Molotov cocktails into the building at 5:30 Friday morning. There's, uh, there you go. The center had been there for five years with up to 100 people in the facility on average. Uh, this is, uh, why does this not have more national exposure? Why? Is it because the DA's been too tied up trying to investigate Trump? Has that tied up all the resources? This is getting ridiculous. All right, one of the groups that you should also support because they have your backs and have the back of the police and the first responders is Patriot Mobile. And the way you support them is just do business with them. That's all. They're a cell phone company. They give you guaranteed great service. They use the same cell towers everyone else uses. And all you have to do is take your service to them. You can get your phone number ported to them so you keep the same number or get a new one. And they give you great discounts if you're a veteran or first responder, NRA member, teacher. But here's the thing. As their profits grow, they give more to the conservative causes you care about. From the Second Amendment to veterans, first responders, the pro-life movement, to candidates battling woke school board members and the like around the country. What you do is you go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric. If you're skeptical of the service, they have a great detailed map all the way down to your house. Shows you how strong the coverage is nationwide, 5G, voice, data, you name it. Go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric, or you can call them. They have 100% U.S.-based customer service, 972-PATRIOT. Tell them I sent you. You get great discounts, free activation with my name. If you want an easy process, just go to patriotmobile.com slash Eric today. Hello there. It's Eric Erickson here. The phone number is 877-973-7425. This hour of the program is brought to you by First Liberty Building and Loan. Wherever you are nationwide, they can help your business grow. If your business needs a deal, $750,000 or higher, reach out to First Liberty. Uh, FirstLibertyGA.com. FirstLibertyGA.com is their website. It's got all their content info. Just spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them, them for you. Tell them I sent you. Uh, real quick, George Santos. We got more on George Santos, I'm afraid. Um, turns out back in 2008, it appears George Santos, based on photographic evidence provided by a Brazilian drag queen. <laughs> I'm not making it up. I was nothing you can make up about George Santos because he's made it all up already. He was a, apparently George Santos was a drag queen in Brazil for a time. Uh, also, contrary to his claims, his mother was not in New York City on 9-11. Uh, I mean, is there anything that – is his name even George Santos? I'm going to tell you what's going to happen. I, I can see the future. He's going to claim Donald Trump is endorsing him for president in 2024, and you're going to be amazed at the number of Republicans who will vote for him based on his claim. <laughs> this guy – I, I got to tell you, I am impressed – 
I actually am. I mean, he's like he he, he won the golden uh, golden ticket. He he's Charlie headed to the chocolate factory. Um, he it just uh, the guy made everything up. No one ever expected him to win. He was kind of just the the guy who was going to be the the uh, sacrificial lamb for the GOP in a district. And then the New York Court of Appeals, which is their Supreme Court, drew a new congressional map and made the district he was running in an R plus ten district. And suddenly, it didn't matter. Uh, the devil himself would have won. Um, if he's the father, well, the son of lies has apparently won the race. My goodness gracious, nothing about this guy rings true, is true. Uh, everything he says is a lie. He's a sociopath. And I don't I still get the serial killer vibe from the guy. I don't know. I think we're being distracted. We need to go look in his basement and see what's there. When we come back, we got to talk about Provy, the hockey player. They're all coming after him, having him fired.